Hello all and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. Now today on Everyday Black History, we're going to be highlighting a woman by the name of Viola Desmond. And Viola Desmond was a Canadian black Nova Scotian businesswoman who challenged racial segregation at a cinema in Nova Scotia in 1946. She refused to leave a whites-only area of the Roseland Theater and was convicted of a minor tax evasion or minor tax violation for the one cent tax difference between the seat she paid for and the seat she used, which was more expensive. Yeah, you heard that right. One cent tax difference. Her case is one of the most publicized incidents of racial discrimination in Canadian history and it helped to start the modern civil rights movement in Canada. Many years later in 2010, she was granted a posthumous pardon, the first to be granted in Canada. And in late 2018, she will be the first Canadian-born woman to appear alone on a Canadian banknote, which is the $10 bill, which uh, was unveiled by the uh, finance minister and the Bank of uh, Canada governor during a ceremony at the Halifax Central Library on March 8, 2018. Now, just to give a little background information on Viola Desmond, she was born July 6, 1914, one of 10 children, and she grew up um, with parents who were very active in the black community in Halifax. Her dad, James Albert, and her mom, Gwendolyn Irene Davis, were very active in the black community, despite the fact that her mother was white and her father was black, which at that time was unusual in Canada. Now, uh, growing up, um, Viola noticed the absence of professional hair and skin care products for black women and she uh, saw it was a need that needed to be filled. So being of African descent, she was not allowed to train to become a beautician in uh, Halifax. So she left and received beautician training in Montreal, Atlantic City, and one of Madame C.J. Walker's beauty schools in New York. Now upon finishing her training, she returned to Halifax to start her own hair salon. And some of her, um, her clients uh, were Portia White, who was uh, an opera singer in Canada, and uh, Gwen Jenkins, who was later the first black nurse in Nova Scotia. In addition to her salon, she opened the Desmond School of Beauty Culture so that black women, so that black women wouldn't have to travel as far to receive um, training on uh, hair and, and skincare products. She catered to the women of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Quebec. And the school operated um, using a vertical integration framework. So they were the students were provided with the skills required to open their own businesses and also provide jobs for other black women within, within their community. And each year, as many as 15 women would graduate from the school, and all these were women who were denied admission um, to whites-only training schools. She also, uh, Viola Desmond also started her own line of beauty products, Vise Beauty Products, which she marketed and sold herself. Now, as mentioned, uh, she was arrested um, because of racial, uh, racial uh, segregation. Um, on a business trip um, with her husband, her, her husband actually um, opened up a combined barber shop and hairdressing salon. And uh, in 1946, while on a business trip to Sydney to sell uh, her beauty, beauty products, her car broke down and she was told that it would take more than a day for the part to come for her car. So while waiting to pass the time, she went to a theater, uh, the Roseland Film Theater. Now there weren't, there weren't any laws enforcing segregation in movie theaters in, in New Glasgow or in many places in Canada at the time. Um, so she bought a ticket 
um, unaware of the segregation and, and uh, she wore a ticket for the balcony but because she was nearsighted she moved a little closer and sat on the floor section which uh, was reserved for white patrons but there was no sign stating this so when she was asked to move she realized why she was being asked to move so she refused to move because she had a better view from the main floor than she would have had at the balcony so she was forcibly removed from the theater causing injury to her hip her hip and was arrested for 12 hours in jail and paid a 20 dollar fine the tax on the balcony price of 20 cents was two cents a two cent tax and the tax on the floor pli- for, uh, the tax on the floor price of 40 cents was three cents so she was convicted of depriving the government of one cent in tax and she was kept in jail overnight and was never informed about her legal advice a lawyer or bail or any of her other rights now upon returning to halifax she um, discussed it with her husband who told her to leave it alone but then she sought advice from others in her church and they uh, told her encouraged her to take action Um, And with um, their support, she decided to fight the charge in court. Now, the trial was was, was covered by another woman who faced uh, racial segregation at the Roseland Theater, uh, Carrie Best. And she covered it. She wrote the story in the the Clarion, um, the first black-owned and published newspaper in Nova Scotia. And... With the help of her church and, and uh, the Nova Scotian Association for the Advancement of Colored People, their version of the NAACP, she hired a lawyer, Frederick William Bissett, who represented her in, um, in the criminal trials and attempted to uh, file a lawsuit against the Roseland Theater, which was unsuccessful. Um, the government insisted on arguing that this was a case of tax evasion. Um, there was a, 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 a act regulating cinemas and movie theaters um, that required the payment of an amusement tax based on the price of the theater ticket. And since the theater will only agree to sell Desmond a cheaper balcony ticket, but she had insisted upon sitting in the more expensive main floor seat, she was one cent short on tax. And the statute used to convict Desmond con- contained no explicit uh, racist or d- discriminatory language. So her lawyer, instead of, uh, instead of uh, uh, trying to argue the case on racial discrimination, he tried to appeal the decision on the basis of her being wrongfully accused of tax evasion. And because he did it that way, uh, they lost the case. Even the judge who uh, presided over the case said that if the case was presented differently, Instead of uh, presenting the case for tax evasion, it was pre- if it was presented differently, like for racial discrimination, that uh, there might have been an opportunity to right the wrong done to this unfortunate woman. And this was the judge's words himself, uh, Justice William Laura Mahal. So even he said that this could have went differently had her lawyer uh, presented the case differently. But he, her lawyer uh, didn't bill her, and the money that she would have used to pay him went to uh, support Dr. William Pearly Oliver's newly established Nova Scotian Association for the Advancement of Colored People, as mentioned, their version of the NAACP. Now, uh, Viola Davis's later life, um, after the trial, she closed her business and moved to Montreal where she can enroll in a business college, and she settled in uh, New York um, New York City uh, later on. Unfortunately, she died on February 7, 1965, at the young age of 50, um, from a gastrointestinal intestinal hemorrhage um, but her legacy as we know lives on 
Um, throughout the years, she's been com- often compared to Rosa Parks since they both were uh, challenged, since they both challenged racism by taking seats in white-only sections and uh, contributed to the rise of the civil rights movements in their perspective uh, countries. She also uh, was um, portrayed on a commemorative stamp used um, issued by the um, Canada Post. She has um, her picture hangs in galleries and many historical sites in um, in Canada as well. And as mentioned, um, she is even on the ten dollar bill uh, now. She's the she's the only person who isn't royalty who is on the ten dollar bill alone. So that goes to show uh, the legacy that she established by her act. Even though she didn't win the case, it still helped to launch a movement that helped many uh, black men and women after her. Um, As mentioned in 2010, um, she was pardoned. Um, The Lieutenant Governor of Nova Scotia, uh, Mayanne Francis, who's also a black woman, um, uh, on the advice of others, invoked the royal prerogative and granted Desmond a posthumous uh, free pardon. And it was the first to be granted in Canada. And even she said, here I am 64 years later, a black woman giving freedom to another black woman after she signed the pardon. But, um, you know, the, the, the city, the government of Nova Scotia apologized and her family made sure that her name uh, was cleared, completely cleared. And that it was a public acknowledgement of the injustice and Nova Scotia reaffirmed this commitment to human rights. So. Viola Davis, uh, Viola Davis, <laughs> Viola Desmond's legacy is uh, very well established based off of her acts in this theater. This one night in 1946 that uh, changed so much for her and for many people uh, in her wake. So Viola Desmond, we thank you for your contribution to black history and black culture, and we salute you for it. Um, definitely, as I mentioned all the time, do yourself a favor and uh, look up information on her because it's, you know, especially now that she's on a Canadian $10 bill, it's very interesting what this, you know, what this intelligent black woman has done um, for, you know, her people in Canada and also how it helped, you know, black people all over the world. You know, she, um, women like her and Rosa Parks and uh, many other women who uh, stood up. Um, for their for their rights uh, proved to be an example for generations. So uh, definitely do yourself a favor and uh, look up Viola Desmond uh, when you get a chance. But um, stay tuned as we'll be having more episodes of Everyday Black History. Also check out the YouTube channel Everyday Black History and Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on everything. So definitely continue to show the support and stay tuned for the next episode.